How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Weekend Show for Sunday, February the 21st. Thank you so much for being here, folks. Today, I want to tell you another story, uh, but this time it's not a personal story. It's something that is going to be forever enshrined in the history of gaming, or perhaps more accurately, esports. And you might have heard about this story before, but I'm going to tell it again. So I'm going to set the stage here at the 2018 Tekken World Tour Finals. This is the absolute final tournament for Tekken 7, where players had just been competing in dozens of qualifying tournaments over a full year in order to make it to this spot. Now, most of the eyes were on a South Korean player called Qdans. He is a legend in the Tekken scene, and he had won the 2017 World Tour Finals after a 10-year absence from professionally competing. And as a lot of people expected, Qdans dominated the tournament. He went undefeated in the group stages, he made it all the way to the grand final match without ever entering the loser's bracket. However, little did anybody know that by the time Qdans got to the grand final, all eyes had shifted to his opponent, another South Korean player by the name of Rangchu. Now, Rangchu was a relatively unknown competitor heading into this tournament, but he was quickly identifiable for the fighter that he used most often, a character by the name of Panda. You see, Panda is considered a low-tier character. She has a very low damage output, limited movement options, large hitbox. Seeing Panda at the biggest Tekken tournament in the world was an oddity. It just didn't happen. However, what it turned out to be for Rangchu was a saving grace. So in the group stages, Rangchu went 3-1, largely with Panda, but his one loss came when he switched away from Panda. Then in the semi-finals, he had a devastating loss after not using Panda, He moved into the loser's bracket, exclusively used Panda from that point forward, and made it all the way to the grand finals to face Qdans. And I've got to say, this matchup was just like a storybook. It was a Tekken legend facing off against a newcomer that was using a bogus character. And so they do the match, and against all odds, Rangchu pulls away with a victory and becomes the first person to ever win the tournament with a low-tier character. Now, I'm going to play you a clip of him finally winning the final match. It's full of excitement. Here it is. And that's the thing. All he has to do is tap down back, and he could end Kudans' tournament. Oh, man, look at this. Kudans has hardly any life left. Oh, it's guaranteed. Last hit, Bear Champion. Oh, oh he got him. It's Follow not up. over. 15 seconds. Oh, he hit. Heaven's Gate. The other no. side. Be careful. One more. He can end oh, it here. Kudans. Oh, So you can hear the crowd going wild there. Just an absolute blast. Total underdog victor. And just to emphasize this, here's what Kotaku said about it when he won. Quote, Tekken Bears do not win tournaments. It just doesn't happen. Hell, they rarely make the finals if Rang Chu isn't personally involved. But the young Korean competitor had done what most thought impossible in surviving the treacherous battlegrounds of the Tekken World Tour Finals and making Panda look like a god. Taking first at an event of this caliber is a -a once-in-a-lifetime achievement, and Rangchu was able to do it with a character no one thought was capable of winning, not even the developers, end quote. And to prove that point, after he had won, the director of the game was like, Panda? Really? You won with Panda? Anyway, all of this to say, Rangchu's story was very simple. He didn't care if Panda was considered low-tier or that the entire world didn't know who he was. He saw this opportunity to bring something unique to the tournament, and he did it successfully. It was a performance, right? It went beyond his reflexes and his hand-eye coordination. He made himself a true underdog with a trusted companion. 
Because we know that esports themselves are a certain level of interesting performance on their own. You know, it's, it's people who have refined their competitive skills over multiple years to compete with the best. It's an electronic equivalent of the Olympic Games. But sometimes someone like Rangchu comes around, someone who people can really rally behind and give the press a juicy story to run with, someone who isn't afraid to lose in the name of entertainment. Except this time, he won. My friends, I hope that this was an interesting story to you if you haven't heard it before. I loved being there when it happened. That's going to be all for me today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to be back with the news tomorrow. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. I had a lot of fun making that one. Uh... It's also the next iteration of my video games as performance research paper, my final thesis. I'm still kind of figuring out how the research paper is going to boil down, but I definitely think esports is an important side of that. And I might talk about more esports, but I also like, I like these kind of anecdotes that I've been doing. I talked about the K-pop group KDA from League of Legends. I'm probably going to do like an overarching music point, so I'll, I'll probably touch on like Fortnite and Travis Scott and maybe some soundtracks of some kind, like I could do the Hades soundtrack. I think there's interesting stuff to talk about there. But I think I think something that's adjacent to esports that I might cover next is speedrunning. I talk about speedrunning a lot on this show, and, you know, AGDQ run, comes around and stuff like that. But I, I definitely think there are some standout speedrunning runs that can have their own story, or can act as their own anecdote for an overarching point. And this is one of those stories that always stuck with me whenever I thought about esports, because I don't watch esports. I, you know, I, I very rarely understand what is going on in the world of esports, partly because the games that they play aren't all that interesting to me. Like, I don't need to see League of Legends or Dota or CSGO or Call of Duty. Like, all of those eventually just look the same if you don't play that game yourself. But the stories that can come out of some of those, where, you know, good journalists have written good articles or YouTubers made some good content, ugh, I'm a sucker for it. You know what I will say is I think that esports does need something like the Olympics, where it's a variety event, because I think ultimately, like, esports right now is centered around the game. If you're a League of Legends player, you're going to be interested in the League esports, or if you're a Rocket League player, you're going to like the Rocket League esports. But if you don't play those games, like I said, you're probably less interested. Probably is the key word there. I know some of you watch it and don't play it, but anyway, I'm dancing around the point. What I'm trying to say here is I think that the most interesting part of esports for me are the people who are playing them and the teams that are playing them. And that's why we can watch the Olympics. And even though we've never played curling or bobsledding, oh, that's my Canadian coming out. That's the Winter Olympics. Uh, You know, even though we've never thrown a javelin, somebody can pop up on the screen and we can say, hey, that's my country. You know, my family's from Croatia. I watched the Olympics for the Croatian team and I rooted for them. And all of a sudden I was interested in javelin. I was interested in curling. And I think we need that for an esports. And maybe it's not countries necessarily, like the Overwatch League has countries, but they're not even really based out of those countries. They're all in the same city, basically. And it's still just one game. I want to see esports where games like Stardew Valley are in there, and you're trying to catch as many fish as possible. You know, I want variety games in with the, the core most popular games. Maybe one day we'll have an Observer Olympics or something like that. Oh, come on, I'm an idea goldmine. Snatch it up, billionaires. All right, folks, that's me for today. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with the news tomorrow. And until then, cheers.